Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, guys, on today's episode, we are talking AAC basketball recruiting, and Colton Pouncey joins us to talk about the Michigan State football team. We're breaking on the defense today, baby. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. August 26th is the day. Thursday is the day we are celebrating. Locked on Spartans is the podcast you are listening to. And before going any further, I'm going to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you beautiful people get your podcast. Uh, once again, we do this five days a week. That's right, baby. Monday through Friday on the Locked on Network. Uh, on today's show... Got Colton Pouncey of The Athletic. He's actually going to be here two episodes in a row to break down the offense and the defense for the Michigan State football team coming up. We've got the defense today, the offense tomorrow. I know I tease that differently on Twitter, but since uh, we got some other news to get to in segment one, we're going to do the defense today because that was the shorter of the two uh, segments that me and Colton did together. So. That said, uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, Locked on Spartans, I'm Matt Sheehan, yada, yada, yada. Okay, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, Imani Bates commits to Memphis. Imani Bates commits to Memphis, that's right. Um, if you're looking for a podcast, do the whole, you know, fake, oh, hey, no, I'm rooting, oh, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, oh, hey, go get him, bud. Yeah, whoo. No, this this isn't the the podcast that that will do that. No, I I kind of live in reality here. I, I I'm not big on the fake stuff. I I'm just gonna tell you how I really feel about it, and probably how a lot of you people feel about it because hey, probably listen to the privacy of your car, your home. I mean, you can feel how you feel about this, and I got a feeling that well, I feel a little peeved, and here's why we're gonna be a little peeved today. That's just what we got coming up here. First of all, this is locked on Spartans. I'm a Spartans fan. This isn't locked on AAC or locked on recruiting circuses. This is locked on any random 17-year-old. No, this is locked on Spartans. If something happens to the Spartan basketball program, I take that passionately, as you know, as you've probably listened to this podcast before. If you haven't, welcome. What a, what an episode to start on. Uh, number two... Uh, bless your heart if you're one of the few people out there doing the, oh, it, the, you can't trash a kid. The kid did what's best for him. Oh, this is a kid's decision and you're being mean. I, whew, if, if you think this was entirely the kid's decision, oh, oh sweetheart. Oh, honey. Oh, oh boy. If we're going to act like there's not save a lot LeVar Ball pulling all the strings here, if there's not a whole camp... Behind this kid. Oh, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're just... Well, welcome to college basketball recruiting. It's nice to have you. I know you've never been here before, but hey, pull up a chair and listen up to what happened uh, with this one. So let's just walk through what, what happened here. And, you know, you, you tell me if this is something that you think solely a kid does. After uh, dozens of visits to MSU, one of the only colleges to openly recruit him during middle school and high school, because a lot of other colleges thought that, well... It's going straight to the pros one day. Uh, after years and dozens of visits, he has a segment on ESPN where their camp uses MSU and a fake commitment 
to Tom Izzo and his program to get clout and boost PR for their one-year high school. That just went great, by the way. Uh, so, 14 months after putting on the MSU hat on ESPN, committing, and saying, quote, I'm big on loyalty, well, oh, here, here's what happened. Here, here's where loyalty got you. Uh, he eventually decommits from Michigan State, waiting to reap the, the big offer from a pro league. This is all part of the plan. All right, we're, we're going to commit to Michigan State, get some buzz around our Bates Fundamental School. We're going to eventually decommit, and then when we're still killing it, we're going to get a big offer. Uh-oh! Uh-oh, we, we stopped killing it all of a sudden. Um, and this isn't me just being, oh, you're just salty. He's fit. No. Any literature that happened over the AAU circuit in the summer, oh my. Oh my. That, not necessarily uh, great things being written about his game and how he's progressed. Crazy how that happens once you just build a school for him. That progress just stops dead in its tracks right there. So, now we're going to magically reopen our commitment because, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> Those big numbers that we're looking for from the pro leagues I, are, aren't there anymore as we are kind of just, well, shooting 23% from three-point, not really playing defense, having circus shot selections. So, okay, well, maybe it's not going to be this easy. So it's either time for the G League, perhaps interest you once again in Hall of Fame coaching at Michigan State to reignite your progression as a generational prospect, or just taking one visit to Memphis and committing there. Sure. What part of that that I just said sounds like solely a kid's choice? Don't get it twisted. Yeah, sure. The 17-year-old's the, the, the pawn here. I'm sure he had a little bit of say, but come on. We're going to lie to ourselves and, and say that, no, there, there weren't adults in the background making all these decisions, trying, trying, trying to do what's best for him. And hey, maybe it all works out. A lot of career left for the kid. But, oh boy, a little rocky road that we have gone on right now. Look, I mean, MSU got played. MSU straight got played. They were used as a PR sidecar when the high school started last June. You go on ESPN, you just say, hey, we're building a high school. No one cares. You attach a commitment onto there? Hoo-hoo. <laughs> That's some sizzle for your little high school over there. And, of course, they were roped back in for the second commitment and made, you know, the, the top eight and then the top four. And then were once again spurned by their camp. I, I'm an, I'm a, uh, once again, I'm a Michigan State fan. I, I'm sorry that doesn't necessarily sit right with me. I, yeah, call me salty, call me whatever. I, I I am who I am, and first and foremost, eh, I'm a Spartan fan. And Well, MSU kind of got punked here twice. Twice in the last year and a half after touting whew, yeah, loyalty. Oh my. Now, who's to say if Izzo would have even taken him the second time around? In August, because we are very up against it right now. I mean, these guys have been in camp for a little bit here. Season's going to be here before we know it. So who knows if Izzo would have wanted him this late in the offseason. We'll never know. But what I and you and we all know is that, again, it's been the better part of six years. Six years that Izzo has spent recruiting him. And all the twists and turns it's taken. And well, now here we are. It, it, It turned into Michigan State kind of dragging... Or getting dragged in the mud twice here. Ugh. Ugh. Right? But remember, he's also visited Memphis a ton of times as well. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no, he's only visited Memphis once in his life. Dozens of visits to MSU. That, okay, that's right. Remember, big on loyalty. Big on loyalty. That's right. Okay, huh. All right. And 
don't get me wrong. I mean, hey, there, there are business decisions to be made here. I mean, they made this decision for a reason. And I genuinely do get it from their perspective, from the Bates camp's perspective. Um, if there's a coach to join on sh- super short notice, like an AAU style, just plug in and play sort of thing, it is Penny Hardaway at Memphis. And that's not a knock. I- I'm not you know, trying to drag Penny now through all this. Um, yeah, sure. Am I bummed that uh, Penny got the guy just on a drop of a hat's notice? I- well, yeah, of course, it's a little annoying, but that's not a knock on Penny. Listen, like, he, he legitimately does have an AAU background. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Okay, kids late August, like, for a, a guy and a coach like Penny, that's probably not that big of a deal. I mean, sure, you get a more established coach in here, probably a guy who likes process more like Izzo and a lot of the other old guys. Like, I don't know, who's to say if they would have taken this late? But, you know, Penny can, and, well, Penny has. But also, too... He's not going to be as exposed as he would have been in the Big Ten that he will be in the AAC. And, well, you get to play behind Jalen Duran, who's now the number one recruit in the nation after, well, a rocky summer happened. So, from their perspective, I get it. You get to be the number two guy on an AAC team, and that kind of protects you from being exposed anymore and dropping any more draft stock that you have already going in. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that the kid's going to be a, a, a middle-second rounder. No, he's probably squarely still in the top five. Again, kid's only 17 years old. I mean, by the time he comes out, it's going to be 18 or 19 years old. Whew, that's going to sound nice for the NBA. So, with that said, I get it. Business decisions all over the place. But that's just what it is. It was business decisions. Like, yeah, the, the the kid's a kid, but he's also an LLC. And, well, sometimes you got a manager that makes interesting decisions, burns bridges, and, well, yeah, sometimes you upset people with those decisions, and, hey, 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 that's us. That's us. That's Michigan State fans upset. But you know what? There's a silver lining here. The circus is over. It's done. We could all move on with our lives. I, who's to say if Michigan State and Memphis will ever meet this year? Uh, maybe in the NCAA tournament, I'm sure. We know how the committee likes to do their whole ratings game for first-round matchups. I, hey, who's to say? I welcome it. I, quite frankly, don't care. I, I won't really be watching Memphis at all. If I do watch Memphis, it'll be in the NCAA tournament, perhaps. Um, I wish a kid a healthy career, no doubt. But, yeah, I, I'm a Spartan. I root for Spartans. So, that's not, don't feel like I have to apologize for that. All right, now... Uh, that's that the hard part. How do I transition into an ad read here after that? Oh, boy, I'm sure the fine people at rockauto.com are going to be uh, shocked with this segue here. All right, this episode brought to you by Rock Auto. That's right, guys. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible, impossible, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, oh, does your Escalade need a Uber? I don't know. I, I'm not a car guy. I know like two car parts. But luckily, the family-owned rockauto.com has got you covered. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto, once again, family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You know what else? Gas pedals. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I'll start off with this. I think it was Mel Tucker, if not, it was one of the defensive coaches that said this at media availability on Tuesday that there are five linebackers that could be vying for starting time or not starting time, but solid playing time at the very mm-hmm. least. That surprised me because I'm looking at it. It's uh, Quaveris Crouch, Noah Harvey, Ben Van Summerin, Chase Klein, and the fifth, Kel Holiday. I, I don't know. I don't think Ma would be ready yet. He was also hurt for that open. Hank Brown seems to be a stand-up uh, pass rusher. Look, who is the fifth guy, and how legit do you think that actually is that they could have five linebackers ready to play? Yeah, yeah, it is Halliday. Okay. In practice Monday, Halliday was out there with the first team um, next to Crouch, which I thought was okay. interesting. But I actually okay. think they were. I think they were trying to work him into the mix just to get him some first team reps because um, I, I do think they like him. Um, and who knows if he ever ends up starting Michigan State. But the fact that they do like five, I think that's pretty interesting. Because I think the top two are probably Noah Harvey. Um, I think the, the two most consistent backups I've seen, it's been that combination of Ben Van Summeren and um, Chase Klein. There's a fifth guy. I was like, kind of, okay, who is that going to be? And I remembered Halliday was out there a lot. And, you know, he was out there a lot in spring too. And that was back when they didn't really have the depth. But he must have made a move back then because they seem to really like him. So I think that's probably the five at linebacker. We'll see how it kind of shakes out. Um, I think Krabs can be a really good player with time. He just might need a little bit of time, a little bit of seasoning in this defense to kind of, you know, get his feet under him. But uh, I don't know. I think they, you know, some of the moves they've made to address that linebacker position I like. Um, we'll see how it all shakes out. But they do seem to have a group of five that they uh, seem to like. And those guys seem to be coming along. And they also have a starting forward that they really like as well. I mean, they had a pretty solid year last year, I would say, with Jacob Panashuk, Jalen Hunt, Jacob Slade, and Drew Beasley. Slated to be the starters right now. But with that said, Jacob Slade, I believe, was out during that open practice earlier this week. Is that right? So, I mean, who who, who do you think are the the stars in the 2D? Like, who behind him do you think steps up? And is this still someone that Michigan State fans can feel pretty good about if, if they plug someone else in in Slade's spot? Yeah, I think so. And honestly, I think defensive tackle probably – defensive tackle and wide receiver are the position groups on this team. Um, gotcha. There's just so much depth to tackle. Um, you know, because that's – you know, a guy like Slade goes down, and Slade is a really good player. He's quietly, you know, a really good defensive tackle that can kind of recreate the line of scrimmage. That's what Mike Tressley used to talk about. Um, just super strong as a bull, you know, one of those guys like Mike Panashuk back in the day. Um, all of two. Years ago. Right. But yeah, I, I think uh, behind him, I, I, well, first next to him, Jalen Hunt is a guy they like a lot. You know, this dude played running back in high school. <laughs> now he's awesome. playing defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, and you see it on the field. He's so quick. He's got a quick first step. Um, he's got some moves that he's developing. We talked to him the other day, and he was, you know, talking about how big Raekwon Williams and Mike Panashuk and those guys were for him when he was coming up in 2019, you know, true freshman back then. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems like he's ready to kind of, fill you know that role and be you know he's wearing 99 for a reason um that was Naquan's number when he got here and he switched over to it oh, with Naquan nice. with uh Raekwon's blessing and um so I think he's going to be a good player next to Slade those two are a really strong defensive tackle duo and behind them I mean Deshaun Malley that dude dropped 75 pounds is awesome insane insane, insane. I, I remember <laughs> seeing a picture of him I was like 
is that who is that guy? Like, I don't, yeah, that's just a transfer I don't know about, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, Deshaun. Okay, cool. Um, he actually, I think he's at 275 now. It's funny because he was at like 350 at one point in his yeah. career, and I think he was like, you know what, I want to. I actually dropped too much weight. I need to get back up 10 pounds. So that's now the next step for him, which is, that's saying a lot. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, Deshaun Mallory's a really good player. As, as If he's your number three defensive tackle, you know your group's strong. Then you got Maverick Hanson. I mean, mm-hmm. more guys that they like a lot. So I think defensive tackle is pretty strong. Those think they like the run defender that they have, probably need more more juice in the you know pass rushing game. Um, Mike, you know, Jacob Panashuk, I think, can provide some of that. He had COVID last year, um, kind of messed him up. He was not the same player, did not look like, you know, he was right at all last year. Uh, he says he's back and feels great, so that's good to hear. Uh, Drew Beasley actually led the team in sacks last year, um, and that was in, you know, seven games. He had, like, three or four sacks, so we'll see what he can do in a full season. Uh, Mike, every time I look at him, like, my God, like, you're talking about physical freaks. Like, he's, like, the the uh, – Malik Carr, Keon Coleman of the defense. Whenever I see him, when you look, gotcha. he's like six seven defensive end. Um, you know that Big Bird meme where Big Bird can't like get into the room, yeah. like the ceiling's too like low. That's <laughs> Mike Fletcher walking through buildings and walking through doors at the football building. It's like insane. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't think this year is probably the year for him. Maybe next year when some of these guys graduate. But um, you know he's a top four fifty prospect from 2019 that they like a lot. So. Um, I think this will be a big year for him coming along and his development, just kind of waiting in the wings until it's ready to take over. He's ready to take over in uh, 2022. Keeping with that front seven, or I guess the front six, if you're Michigan State, like two transfers that have come in are, are Drew Jordan and Tank Brown. Do you think either, you know, plays more than the other? Who do you think is going to have a bigger impact? And I guess with that said, too, like, do you think they will have a big impact or are these guys that are kind of just squarely on the two deep and are just supplemental pieces do you think i'm kind of surprised we haven't heard more about drew jordan because he was a guy who mm-hmm. in one of the first transfers i think he was like the second or third um transfer um when all those guys were announcing back in december and january and things like that uh we just haven't heard a ton about him and i don't know if that's because they like the two guys ahead of him beasley and panashuk and he's more of the third player rotational type guy um either way he's going to play a lot because those guys are subbing in and out okay. of games but yeah you know, right. i thought he had a so that they like him, you know, as a first and second down defensive end, if he can get his body right. So he came in weighing like two, 258. So he put in the work to get there. I think they want to see him like trim down and, you know, you know, get a faster um, first step at defensive end. So I don't know if he's fully there yet, but uh, I would expect him to play a lot. It seems like right now he's probably more depth than starter, but, you know, that's still a useful guy. Um, and then Tank Brown, man, he's a guy that I'm – Pretty excited to see what he can do. Uh, four-star linebacker from the 2020 class, trans- transfer from Minnesota. Um, he's always been an outside linebacker. I-, I don't think you should confuse him for like you know an Antoine Simmons type, you know, traditional linebacker. But he's six four, two thirty. His arms like touch the floor when he walks. Like he's got <laughs> a huge, like a long wingspan, long wingspan. And I think that plays perfectly at defensive end or an edge rusher type role. Which you know, I think the edge rusher. I'm trying to see how that will look in this defense. This is a four-two-five, and I think he'd be probably better suited in a three-four, where he can come out on the outside and kind of just go to work. So they might have to, you know, they talk about being multiple and playing different schemes. So I think depending yeah. on the situation, you can get him on the field and just say, "Go get the quarterback." Like that's all we want you to do. And 
simplify the game for some of these guys that are coming along and are still learning the defense, still learning the scheme. If you can make them comfortable and just tell them to go play ball, I think you can get some good stuff out of them, even if they're not fully ready to contribute this year. Um, I think that's kind of where you could see Tank Brown kind of making his mark in 2021. One segment down, one to go with Colton. Well, I guess more like four to go because we do have a full show with him tomorrow talking about the offense, but I digress. We'll be back with him in a hot second here. Uh, But first, it's that time of year again, guys, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and pro, sorry, pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your one hundred percent welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. What's that? Well. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. That's betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. And to move to the secondary, too, like that's a fascinating position group, no doubt, because you got Ronald Williams, who will likely be one of the starting corners. You also have returning guy in Kalen Girving, but then again, Chester Kimbra from Florida is right there. So, like, how do you stack up the, the cornerbacks in your eyes? Obviously, I'm sure a lot of them will get a fair amount of spin here on the field, but if you're talking core, like, you know, just first string guys, do you think Gerving still has a spot there or do you think he's getting pushed out? Yeah, I think everyone's kind of looking at it because obviously there are only two starting spots at corner, but mm-hmm. I really think you have to look at it as three starting corners because I think they feel good about all three. And yeah. again, like you mentioned, I think all three are going to play a lot um, regardless who gets the starting spots. So if I had to guess, I think Ronald Williams locks down one of them just because – even if he's still learning the defense, that dude's such a great athlete. He's from Alabama, played for Tucker's mentor, Nick Saban. Um, yeah. And honestly, he's got a really interesting background. Like he was a quarterback in high school, uh, went the Juco route, uh, knowing that he wanted to be an athlete and quarterback wasn't going to work for him at the next level. So it's like, all right, I got to change positions. Let me go to Juco. Um, you know, he plays wide receiver. I want to say wide receiver and uh, DB. They kind of moved around the field and he kind of settled in the corner. At one point, he said, like, the Juco life wasn't for him. You know, he was so far away from home that he just wanted to quit football altogether. Gotcha. I think he got to a point where he did, like, tell his coach, like, I'm quitting, and they convinced him to stay. Then, you know, he has a great year, ends up going to Alabama, going against dudes like Jalen Wa- Waddle and Devontae Smith in practice every day. Like, insane. just made him a better <laughs> player. Yeah, it's it, it, it really is insane how you go from, like, high school quarterback, no one you weren't on, like, anyone's radar to – guarding Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith in practice, like as a casual at Alabama. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're really happy to have him in Michigan State. And I think he'll probably lock down one of those jobs. Um, the other spot, again, is probably more up for grabs. I would guess that Gervin gets a start just because he's been around. And I think they want him to be the guy. You know, he's a okay. local product, four-star player. You know, I think it's, it'd be nice for him to win the job and play well just so you can say, hey, we developed in-state, we developed in-state talent at Michigan State. This is what we do. Look at Kalen Gervin. Gervin's like good friends with um, Jaden Mangum, 
uh, you know, the okay. recruit that they just got. So he knows a lot of those guys in the Detroit area. So I think, you know, making him a featured player, if he can live up to those expectations, that's probably better for the team. At the same time, he's kind of been up and down throughout his career, and they do like Chester Kimbrell a lot. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those guys starts. Even if Galen, Kalen Gervin uh, begins the year as a starter, I think Kimbrell could probably make a move there. But um, it'll be interesting. I think they like those three a lot. And then, honestly, Chuck Brantley, that dude's like 150 pounds soaking wet. That's what Xavier Henderson said. Um, and he looks he looks like it. Like, <laughs> cool. Um, but they say he packs a hard hit um, and that, you know, he could probably play a lot. Maybe not wow. this year. Maybe – I think he'll be in the rotation a little bit this year, get some snaps. I think maybe next year um, you could see him maybe like as a featured rotation, like the top three that I mentioned. Um, they like him a lot. They think he's a really good corner. And then um, who, who's the other guy? They got Kari Crump from Arizona and Mar- mm-hmm. oh, Marky Lowry. Jr. Yeah, Lowry. Guy that yeah. I've, I've heard from, you know, some guys on staff that he was a steal for them because he I think really? he was a wide receiver recruit, recruit for a while, switched to DB at Louisville, and just everything about him kind of translated – over to the that DB position, that corner position. So they think he's a steal. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. That, I don't know what that means, but like they think Great. they have a player for the future. So that's another guy that they like. So those four, five, six guys that they like, and I think you know we'll we'll see wow. a pecking order there. But they feel good about the cornerback depth for sure. I gotta say, like when I saw the Lowry thing, I was like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know if he'll be a consequential player for MSU. So that, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he's a steal. Speaking yeah. of steel too, and this is uh, old co-host Will Hunter's guy right here, uh, Kendall Brooks, who came from obviously a smaller college as well. Also, uh, Angelo Gross switching over to safety as well. Is it Gross one, Brooks two? Are they kind of playing different safety positions, so it doesn't really matter? Or because obviously Xavier Henderson's he's got his spot. So where does yeah. the other safety spot go, in, in your opinion? Yeah, I think Gross has the free safety spot and Henderson's playing that strong safety, which is in this defense, a little bit closer to, you know, the linebackers, that level of the defense, gotcha. um, probably more often than not. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think they like gross in that kind of ball Hawk, you know, last line defense, um, you know, position on, on this defense. And there's a reason they call him sugar weasel, you know, his version of the honey badger and he thinks that gross is that type of ball hawk playmaker and you know i'm watching games last year i think the northwestern game if anyone wants to go back and watch that focus on angelo gross i know he's playing nickel back then but the way he how quickly he processes what's happening around him it was really impressive for a true freshman and that's only gonna get better you know the further along he goes in his career and putting him at safety you know i think that kind of opens the door for him to kind of be that defense and kind of survey everything see the field and you know everything's in front of him so you can just react and play so I think that's a good spot if it works out um Tucker knows DBs Harlan Barnett knows DBs so if they say that they like a guy they like him so yeah I'm um yeah. and then Kendall, Kendall Brooks yeah I mean he's a depth piece for now uh I think he was banged up a little bit so he's kind of working his way back in the mix but um you know a guy who comes from a D2 school I mean, the fact that he's even on the two deep right now is pretty pretty impressive. Um, so I think he'll probably be that number two behind uh, Xavier Henderson at safety. Um, probably a guy that can play a lot if you need him. Um, but I think they like those two starters a lot too. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Right on. And I can't thank you enough for being generous with your time. But before I 
free you and let you go here and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Uh, gotta just, you know, why not just end this on a sad note? Um, punt team, punt team, are they going to be bad again? Is it, I'm, I'm scared uh, of this. <laughs> I'm scared. You know, they got Bryce Berenger, who his, that's a his, name. His, his, his career, <laughs> I don't want to say funny, but like kind of funny just because. <laughs> He was a walk on, like join the team out of nowhere, and then like they're like, "Okay, we don't need you anymore." And he's like, "All right, cool. Let me join the creative <laughs> staff." So he's like taking pictures in the field. I see him. I'm like, "Is that Berenger? What is he doing? Like with the camera in his hand?" And then like the uh, next next year later, he's back at punter, and they're like, "All right, cool. I guess he's deaf." And then he just becomes a starter, and like that's it. <sighs> and go again. So I don't know, man. I like they need to get better. They didn't really flip the field or take advantage of it last year. Um, no, so not at all. <laughs> they got another walk on from the portal. I forgot his name, but I don't know. That should be a battle there. We'll see. Oh, the uh, UTEP kid. Oh god, he's from yeah, Australia. Yeah. UTEP. I forgot his name too. But uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be a, a Mitchell a Crawford. He was. Um, I don't think he's on the. That's yeah, the Mitchell one. Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Sure. Well, all right. Well. Sorry, to you spent like what forty-five minutes to an hour with me, and and, and we end on that deflated balloon. Uh, that, that's my fault, though. I, I got to be better at that. I got to get all my like bad questions out of the way first, and then just end on the high notes. But yeah. you know what? We'll uh, we'll try our, to iron our that out. Season, our, but yeah, our punters on a high note for you. I mean, <laughs> not if they're a question mark as <laughs> yeah, big yeah, as yeah. they are for Michigan State this year. <laughs> yeah, hey, I love myself a good punter. I just don't know if Michigan State has one. Um, but yeah, that's. You know what? I've been surprised before. Uh, hopefully this is another time I'm surprised and they just uh, bang the hell out of the ball. Who's to say? But yep. Colton, got to say, man, you're, you're the man. We, we all love you. Spartan Nation loves you. I love you. Uh, thank you so much for, for your generosity with your time, breaking down the offense and defense with me. And hey, if, hopefully if you're down, we'd love to have you back on throughout the season. So, yeah, man, yep. you're, a, you're a legend in these parts. Colton, thank you very much. Appreciate you. And yeah, anytime. Hit me up. Ooh, anytime. All right. Take advantage of that. See you tomorrow, bud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. And once again, thank you to Colton. Uh, that will not be the last you hear of him if you're a daily listener because we got three full segments with him tomorrow breaking down the offense. Of course, we talk quarterback. We talk about who's going to be the third receiver. We talk about a whole lot. Who are we kidding? Uh, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your YQ and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks. Blowout specials, Ron Team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys. See you all tomorrow. Go Green.